your insecurities, your worries. You roll them all up into a ball. You turn those son bitches sideways and stick them straight up. Then candy out. Pick your goal and stick fucking to it. You wishy-washy motherfuckers. I can't fucking stand you. I wanted to make sure that out of the 24 hours of the day, that I don't waste one single hour. Those hours were too precious. And so there I just want to tell people, don't give me this thing, I have a difficult time with the time, and I don't have time for this, and I don't have that. You have time. You make the time. And now, welcome to the Be Informed Live Fit Podcast, sponsored by fitnessinformant.com. Ryan Buck, I want to thank you all for stopping by and checking out our episode today featuring certified strength and conditioning coach, certified personal trainer, certified fitness expert, my boy, Adam Bisick. He actually uh, works out of my home gym here in Minneapolis, which is really beneficial for me because Adam is an extremely intelligent individual, and I believe listening to this conversation that I have with Adam here today. Now, I know, first off, let's step back. Most of you people listening to this podcast probably have no fucking idea who Adam is, and that's fine, but you're going to know who he is. You're going to want to follow him after this podcast. We talk about his transformation from his high school days of running track and field. I mean, he was a hurdle jumper, right, in, in high school, and he transformed into a monster of a man in his older life, and he, uh, he, he preaches some really good principles, teaches, I should say, teaches some really good principles um, that he, he got from a lot of different his mentors in this business, in this industry. And the thing I really like about Adam that makes him different than, than most certified strength and conditioning coordinators or, or certified you know, personal trainers is his continuing education, his love for continuing education. He goes out and he keeps learning as much as he can about as much as he can because for him, like us here at FI, Getting as much information as possible, learning from those who are better than you or who have been here longer than you, is only going to elevate you and your status within this industry. So that's where him and I have a very commonality between the two is he likes to better himself. He likes to gain more uh, information, more education, become more intelligent as an instructor, as a man, as a human being. And I can really greatly appreciate that. And I think you all will greatly appreciate the conversation with Adam, too, because he has, you know, we talk several different topics. We talk about his uh, struggle with anxiety and depression that is all too often here in, in this industry, all too often, you know, in the, in the world that we live in. And it's just really kind of like where we're at at this point. So uh, we talk about that. We talk about his overcoming that. We talk about him competing and training competitors and training the every, everyday Joe Schmo and his preference. And we also talk about the online world because the online world is really impacting fitness and the business of fitness in a whole different way. Case in point, Fitness Informant, right? We are an online company. We are a multimedia platform. We have a podcast. We have a YouTube channel. We have a .com. We have an Instagram. We have a Facebook. I mean, we have literally everything you could have digitally. We have. And that's how we get our content out there. And that's how we are able to make a living. And Adam is transforming into that area. He has uh, several clients, and by several, he'll talk about it here on the podcast in terms of his online business versus his in-person business. So uh, I wanted to bring Adam on also because he has one of the biggest asses on the planet, and you will see. We will actually show a video of him training at the Glute Lab in San Diego with Brett Contreras, who is a very well-respected man in this space, and uh, Adam probably has the biggest ass I've ever seen in person for a man in a good way, uh, and I believe if you'd ask Brett, which... He's actually, uh, this past weekend, he went back out to San Diego to train with Brett. 
if you ask Brett, Brett would vouch for Besick and and his his ass. So uh, we are going to head it over to Adam Besick here in just a little bit. This week's pumped up segment is being brought to you by Built Fast Formulas award winning Vasoblitz Blitz Pump Igniter. Not only is Vasoblitz Blitz the winner of our 2018 Shield of Excellence Supplement Award for best pump product, it is also the first nitrate formula fully disclosed with 30 servings, not scoops. Designed to be taken every day, even on your off days. When consumed daily, even on your off days, it'll last you a full month for only $34.99. But as a special offer to this listening audience, use coupon code INFORMANT and save 15% off. This week, I am extremely pumped up about the glasses that I'm wearing. Uh, so for those of you watching on YouTube, you notice probably for the first time ever, I'm wearing a pair of glasses. And these aren't just any glasses. These aren't just designer glasses. These aren't readers or cheaters or, or prescription glasses. I have perfect vision, thank God. These are blue light blocking technology glasses. And it's from a company called Blue Blocks. And I am, uh, you know, I'm testing these out and looking at these things. And, and I think they look good on me, you know, in terms of I, I guess I can, I can pull off glasses. But what's interesting is I just mentioned this before, me being an online business and working in the online digital world, I'm constantly staring at screens. I'm constantly looking at, you know, my cell phone. I'm constantly looking at these computer screens. And eye fatigue for me and just mental exhaustion hits in. And I had dinner with Chris Gethin a, a couple weeks ago in Boise when I was out there. And we talked all about this biohacking stuff. And we talked about how he has this, uh, this Nuv lamp, I believe it was called, or Louvre lamp. It's a red light he stands in front of daily. And all the other things that he does in terms of biohacking, he has this thing he puts on his skull before he goes to sleep that essentially will play music. And the music gets louder the more you have thoughts in your head. So the only way you can calm the music down and the only way you can fall asleep is if you allow yourself to calm internally. So um, we talked about Blue Blocks. We talked about this company. We talked about this, this technology of blocking all this blue, right, blue light that we're exposed to. And there's a company out there called Nutribox that actually came out with a pair of glasses as well. And they have a sleep aid called Blackout. That does just this, and I know Mark Lobar has a, has a sleep aid like that too, but for me, I'm pumped up to try it because uh, staring at these computer screens all day and our cell phone devices, it is just absolutely insane, and if anything can help me relieve myself of the fatigue of my eyes uh, and where I can actually sit with my family and, and on the couch and enjoy a, a television episode or whatever it might be, like that to me gets me pumped up. It's, and it's also a different realm. Like I'm not used to this avenue. Biohacking is not something I'm passionate about. It's not something I know a whole hell of a lot about, but it's something I'm willing to learn about and something I'm willing to try. So for me, doing this is, uh, it's, it's pretty cool to, to be able to do some of this biohacking stuff, or I mean, even if this is called biohacking, but mostly just taking care of myself and uh, you know, making sure that I, I feel good uh, and for those of you watching on camera here, I'm trying to straighten out my hat because it's pissing me off, but I'm not pumped up about that. Genius Moment of the Week. Our Genius Moment of the Week is being brought to you by the Genius Brand. The Genius Brand offers high-quality supplements with scientifically proven, clinically dosed, all-natural ingredients. With a blatant disregard for profit margins, the Genius Brand focuses on creating innovative, industry-leading wellness supplements to help you live an active, healthy, and long-lasting life. Supplements smarter today. Check out full reviews and news of the Genius Brand over at fitnessinformant.com. Genius Brand just came out with uh, Genius Keto. It's a, a, a nootropic that's keto-friendly. It's very interesting. We have a full write-up on that over at fitnessinformant.com. Uh, but our Genius Moment of the Week this week is on an article that we wrote for fitnessinformant.com that dives into the quality, trans, trans, uh, the, the quality discrepancies is the word I'm looking for inside your whey protein and your whey protein concentrate specifically. So whey protein concentrate can be as low as 25%. So... 
what that means is if you have 20 grams of a whey protein concentrate that has 25% complete protein yield, that means you are getting five grams of protein out of a 20 gram serving. And the rest of that is made up from fats, carbs, and basically lactose. However, it's hidden on a label. So on a, on a protein powder label, it still lists as 20 grams of protein. As long as you meet that high quality, that rack of complete protein. So there are companies that have been getting away with in weight gainers and in whey proteins that were literally just giving you 25, 30, 34% protein, complete protein in the scheme of things. So you'd walk away, you'd feel like shit, you'd feel bloated, you'd feel disgusting, and you'd want to know exactly why that was. Well, it's because you had low-quality whey protein. So I took the liberty of digesting and dissecting the supplement industry with inside uh, insider information when we talk about protein powders. And really for us, the genius moment of the week is, and, and, and if you look at a brand like the Genius brand, like they obviously use super high quality stuff, but you need to go a step further. If you have a favorite protein brand that you've been using and that you're married to, look at the label and find out if they actually list the quality source of that protein powder. And what I mean by that is in the ingredients section or a separate section on that label, they should list what the quality level of that protein is. So for example, if it is a whey protein concentrate 80, which is going to be the highest quality whey protein concentrate that you can buy. It should say WPC80. So companies like Nutribio and companies like Ghost actually will list out the quality of their protein. They'll list out the total amount of that serving, and then they'll list out the yield of protein. So for example, if it's an 80% protein, WPC80, on a 25-gram protein serving, you're not having 25 grams of complete protein. You're getting 80% of that. So if you do the math on that, it's going to be, uh, what is that, 20 grams of complete protein, something like that. Um, if you do that whole math, you'll actually say 25 grams yielding 20 grams of complete protein. That right there will tell you a ton about what's going on. So the next step is if you look at your protein powder and it does not list WPC80 or does not list the quality, then you call, you email, you tweet, you do something to that company and you ask them, what are they using? What's the quality source of their protein powder that they're using? Because I think it's important that they disclose that. If they're using WPC80, why not put that on the label? And they'll tell you, well, it confuses the customers because they don't know what this 80% means. All right, well, then educate them. That's what we're doing. Instead of having people buy a protein powder for 50 bucks, walking away, and that protein powder costs that company not much because they've bought all the WPC34 from China, and it's making the consumer feel like shit. But at the end of the day, that consumer still wants a deal. So they're spending 25 bucks on a five-pound container, and they're happy-go-lucky. Well, that's not the case. We need to be smarter people as consumers. We need to demand more from our supplement companies. And that's what Fitness Informant is doing, and that's what we're doing with our FI Approved program, which I spoke about last week. FI Approved program is essentially going to be just that. We are going to take these supplements and put them through the ringer. We're going to look at the overall dosages, the overall ingredients, the synergies between the ingredients. We're going to look at the manufacturing process. Where is this stuff being manufactured at? And then from there, we can determine whether or not it's a good product, if it's worth your money. Because if it's not manufactured in a GMP facility, it's not going to be approved. Yeah, you can't manufacture this stuff in your kitchen. If it's going to be underdosed on seven of the 14 ingredients, it's not going to be approved. So those are the things that the FI uh, official logo, the FI approved logo, are going to address. So this week, pumped up about the new glasses. Hopefully this stuff works. I will keep reporting to you guys on Blue Box over at our fitness, or our Instagram, IG uh, story, our Facebook page, Twitter page as well. Make sure if you have not subscribed to this podcast that you subscribe and give us a rating and review us because that helps out the algorithm to get us up in the rankings for fitness-based podcasts because more people need to hear this show. When you have guys like guys like uh, Jay Cutler, Ronnie Coleman, Branch Warren, Robert Frank 615, guys like Adam Besick today, guys like next week, Matt Jansen, you know, we've had Alex Ardenti. We've had a plethora of 
men. We also have a plethora. We have women as well, like Ashley Horner. Uh, we're working still with Jamie Eason. Uh, I have Jill Christine coming up soon, who is a big influencer in the space and, and is a rep for PE Science, but she's, she's very good. Um, so there's a lot of stuff going on that we want to make sure that we're in front of the right people and make sure that we're educating the right people, especially with people like Adam Bisick, who's going to come up here in a second, because he has so much knowledge that he's willing to share for free that why not absorb it on this podcast and uh, get as much as you absolutely can. So go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter. Fitnessinformant.com is the web address. There's a bunch of sales right now. Buy one, get one free on protein powder. So go over to fitnessinformant.com. Click on the deals tab on the upper upper uh, corner, or if you're on a mobile device, the deals tab in the menu. It'll list out the buy one, get one free protein, buy one, get one free pre-workout, and it'll have a ton of coupon codes for our preferred retailers. So if you want to save 20% off on, say, Ghost, you have a coupon code for 20% off over at ghostlifestyle.com. So here's the deal. You guys need to hang tight for a second. We're going to bring in Adam Besick, my man, my friend, uh, and sit back, relax, and really enjoy this episode because Adam is going to pour out knowledge and pour out uh, some of his you know, inside stuff that not everybody knows about him as a man and as a big man and realize that even at 240 pounds, you know, they, you still have feelings, you still, uh, you still deal and cope with things, and Adam shares his story with us right here on the Be Informed Live Fit Podcast. The BAR Breakfast at the Ready is finally here. The world's first protein bar made with real cereal pieces from some of your favorite cereals and the best cereals of all time. This bar has 20 grams of protein, only 20 grams of carbohydrates with five of them coming from sugar and four grams of fat, 190 delicious calories that you can fit in at any time. Any person can take this bar, man, woman, child, whether you're working out, you're training to build muscle, or you just need a healthy snack throughout the day, the BAR is your solution. Go to redcon1.com and order the BAR breakfast at the ready right now. <laughs> With the amount of hard work that I put in, I need a reputable brand. I absolutely love this stuff. The energy is amazing. The pumps are ridiculous. The flavor is absolutely delicious. I was blown away by the amount of energy, the muscle pump. It keeps me going throughout the day. Take your workouts to the next level. The energy was so crazy for me. Really gives me the boost I'm needing in the morning. You will train harder, you will see better pumps, you will go longer in the gym. The quality of the ingredients makes a difference. Try Rise, you're gonna love it, I guarantee it. Their products are top of the range and I'm very proud to be a part of Team Rice. For the last two decades, we have been the best kept secret of the supplement industry. We've kept our heads down and worked. We pioneered full label transparency and full therapeutic doses because we believe that truly hard work requires truly effective tools. Two decades is a long time to commit to one pursuit, but when you act with purpose and become centered in yourself, eventually you realize that you were born and bred for this. Things you once thought impossible, you now do every day. We don't like the easy way, just doesn't feel right. We'll take the long, hard road over a shortcut any day. It takes longer, sure, but in the end, you know you earned it. And with the right team behind you, pushing yourself further than you've ever been will be just another afternoon doing what you love most.
spent most of my life chasing what's termed as unattainable. An obstacle in my path, I torment it. Any limitation trying to control my environment, I tame it. Any excuses I transform into commitments. The haters, they're too small for me to even see. For 28 months before Cage Muscle even released, I broke myself against the world to identify, track, test, and trial the ultimate resources available in human existence to bring you something the world has never seen. Change is upon us. Don't justify your complacency. Evolve with me. Part animal, part machine. I'm Chris Gethin, and I am Cage Muscle. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back inside the Be Informed Live Fit podcast. Doing this one on site at my local gym, Vault Fitness, here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, with one of the most well respected trainers that I know in my life, but as well as like he's Instagram famous for having probably the largest, <laughs> most muscular ass that you've ever seen. What's up, brother? How you doing, man? Good, man. It's Adam Besick. Um, if you haven't followed him on Instagram, his Instagram handle is at BesickFit, right? Yep. Uh, super intelligent. Like, literally, you have almost every certification, I think, known to man. If you get email from this guy, it's like yeah. Adam Besick, comma, 25 characters of certifications. What allowed you, or what kind of inspired you to get into exercise science as a professional career? Um, you know, it started off with a, you know, we talked about just the, just a minute ago, the track picture. Yeah. You know, I fell in love with with track and field, went to college for that, and I fell in love with it in the sense of the, the training and nutrition that made me better, because I was never really a talented athlete, um, but I gained and a lot of skill. you played track, football, mm -hmm. anything else? Those are the two big sure. ones in, in, in high school, and, and so I needed, an, the, the way that I created an edge, because it became, I went from uh, you know a very, very okay track athlete as a sophomore junior sure. to a conference sectional regional champion in it was high hurdles one okay. high hurdles as a senior and so i was never really talented it just took a lot of skill which you know a lot of work in the off season through training and through through diet now i look back at what i did then it was just really fucking stupid right. like um but it, it what came with that is just the process of learning and seeing uh, my body adapt and seeing myself actually change for the better through that and I really fell in love with that process and that kind of went into my college years where I wanted to uh, I originally went for architecture oh really and um, we were I remember it was my mom sitting in uh, you know our initial the initial um, indoctrination in the college where you sit down and you talk about everything right. and um, learn about what major you're going into and she's like you don't want to do this and I literally went to the kinesiology department. I was at Winona State at the time. Um, and that it switched to that and then fell in love with it and, and eventually transfer, transferred to uh, University of Wisconsin Lacrosse uh, to run track there for them and do their kinesiology or exercise science. Right. And most people listening probably have no idea that University of Wisconsin Lacrosse, smaller institution on the west side of Wisconsin, but also one of the best kinesiology programs probably in the country. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, they're very big in terms of their master's program. A lot of the trainers that you'll see for professional sport teams like went to lacrosse as well oh, yeah. because they're, they're very good. What I find interesting, and we'll show the picture of you in track and field in high school because <laughs> I think it's funny for what you look like now. Oh, God, it's so different. But in high school, you were doing track and field, which is an explosive sport in which we requires you to essentially recruit certain type of muscle, muscle fibers, which you would train a certain way for that. Mm. Did you take training 
assistance and education from your strength and conditioning coaches back in high school or did you do a lot on your own? Oh yeah, in high school, it's kind of like any other high school uh, for most kids that come from a small town, is we didn't really have, we had like our, our, our high school head football coach. Sure. You know, would give you a program and say go do it. It was more from going to, to UW Lacrosse and learning um, from that strength conditioning program, which is one of the best in the United States, in taking that through my college years and applying that to what I do. So, you know, if I would have had that, because um, I actually dropped out of being in track and field, my would have been my freshman year of college. Okay. Um, even though I went and I was like, there was no chance that with that school, they're also not only are they a really good kinesiology school, they were the, one of the best, if not the best D3 track and field teams. Sure. And so I just wouldn't stack up. It was, you know, skinny white kid. It wasn't yeah. going to happen. Um, but, but no, I learned a lot through those years in terms of my implementation. And man, I can tell you, in terms of textbook knowledge that you learned in college, even coming from a, an academy or a university that's that, uh, that renowned, the stuff that I've learned after college has, has helped significantly more in my practice, along with experience, obviously. So I just showed the image of you at tracking field back in high school. Now I'm going to show another image of you of a recent photo shoot from Corey Willoughby. Mm -hmm. So you can see the body type difference from the age of 17 to the age of 31, 32, 32 right? Yep. Um, at what point in your life did you decide like weightlifting? Because you lifted weights in high school, obviously you have to do certain types of aesthetic movements in the gym in, in high school to be prepared for hurdles. But now as an adult, you're lifting weights for strength, for aesthetics, to look mm. big. And you're much bigger now than you were then, oh, which yeah. is a difference of, you know, like I said, 14, 15 years. What changed mentally for you to go from training for an explosive sport like track and field to training for bodybuilding? Um, you know, I, I'd be kind of remiss to not mention that kind of mixed into this is a nuance of um, body dysmorphia. You know, as I started getting into it, um, going through like a bad breakup at the same time, sure. um, I, I turned to what I could control, which was diet and exercise. Mm -hmm. And you start to like see the physical changes from it and you almost get addicted to that. And I became this absolute physical specimen. Coming from like being a high school kid who's like a skinny fat 175, sure. like a good athlete to someone who's literally on a DEXA scan 4.1. You know, even going through that transformation, starting to identify with that, um, over the course of my early, early 20s, uh, I really got into the aesthetic side and almost too far on that end of the continuum, right? Where, you know, I've dealt with and seen therapists for like the eating disorder stuff, the body dysmorphia right. stuff. And so, and we see that, you know, in our industry everywhere, especially with All competitors. It's not whether or not you have it or not, it's where you're on a continuum of it, you know, right. on, on any given day. But that's really kind of what got me into the aesthetic side of it. If I mean, it doesn't sound like a really great thing, right? Um, but I really do love it. I really do love everything that goes into um, learning, uh, learning and implementing all things diet and exercise and healthy lifestyle and how it can affect your physicality, not just for me, but now I'm a coach and a personal trainer and so right. how I can positively affect people with that, with that same knowledge. I think the term personal trainer gets tossed around a lot in this space, some good, some bad. Uh, if there is a term for like master personal trainer or master trainer, like that's who you are. You know, I don't walk into an LA fitness and expect to see someone like you there. Uh, albeit you did work at a lifetime fitness once mm. upon a time and realized you can make a lot more money for yourself. But in terms of continuing education, some of these people go through like a, a certification program online, they do it in three months, they get their certificate, they go to LA Fitness, and that's it. They maybe do their yeah. continuation credits to maintain that license, but you go out and you get several different certifications in different 
programs that mm -hmm. all approach the same subject but differently. Yes. What drove you to do that? No, and I appreciate you saying that. I, I do. I do really do appreciate you saying that about me. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's the continuing education, um, seeing results, gaining skill. Um, and yeah, like you said, it's it's kind of the same shit all wrapped up in a different package, for, mm -hmm. more, uh, for lack of a better you know way of saying it. Um, but uh, the things that I have studied have become increasingly more complex, um, a lot more depth, and and moved more towards now looking at things as a whole. You know, right now I'm taking a muscle nerds course, which is more about coaching sure. than about strictly personal training because now we look at sleep, we look at stress, we look at all these things that govern how your body and your physiology adapts. And I think that's probably one thing has been broadening my spectrum of all the variables of life that go into what affects what's happening in here. Yeah. What affects someone's life, what affects their performance, their health. You know, not just strictly learning how how someone moves. And you know, anecdote, uh, a ton of experience, but doing this for over a decade now. On top of learning all that stuff, you see how that mix works. Because you'll have people that come straight off a textbook, yep. and you see them doing things a certain way, and you know that doesn't necessarily work. Some people come straight from just you know being someone in the gym who's working out and helping people, and you need a good mix of that. And I think over the years learning from a lot of really, really intelligent people. Um, and what also help, is helpful is when you learn more, you get to network, you get to, to, sure. to see what's out there more and more people and see what you should be learning. You know, That's probably the biggest thing is I'm finding out what should I be learning to be a better coach, to have a positive impact on people rather than just taking arbitrary certifications right. to get things. Um, because yeah, I mean, even when it's in my email, you know, signature is half of what I have. Sure. If I'm being honest, and it doesn't really matter aside from the fact that I really love learning stuff. I really love learning about what we do in here um, and how to positively affect people's lives. Sure. What also is interesting about personal trainers is I think when you guys, or even like exercise science majors, you get all this education. You're excited to go out in the real world. You're excited to take on your first client, yeah. and. Maybe some people think that they leave college, they leave that program thinking they know everything about everything, <laughs> uh, and they learn quickly that they don't because everybody is a little bit different. You need to coach people differently. Yeah. For you, obviously, we've had this conversation off camera before where you're super excited to take on clients, but then ultimately you're going to have that first client that fails. Oh yeah. You know, that, that has these goals in mind that you have big goals for them too, but ultimately you can't get them there because of probably something that they're doing outside mm -hmm. of your coaching hours. How does that affect you as a new trainer in this real world when you see your clients aren't actually accomplishing things that you set out for them to accomplish? You need to go through that. You absolutely, you're, talking, you're, you're speaking from the frame of someone who's coming into this space right. and, and being a professional. You need to go through that because what you find out is what you don't know and what you need to know more of. And you also learn that you can't help everybody. You know, I'm, I'll tell you right now, I have so much to learn. I have so much to grow and that, that really does excite me because sure. that means I have more stuff to learn, right? Yeah. Um, but you have to go through that, those growing pains, to be a better professional and to understand that you're not going to work for everybody. A lot of times it has to, has to do with um, just your personality, working with, with um, whoever it is you're working with. Um, and the thing you can't control is someone's compliance and motivation. What I learned early in my career is that, I mean, I used to give 100%. I'd never meet people in the middle. I give 100% mm -hmm. and, and for them, meaning that you know, they weren't even that intrinsically motivated. I was way more motivated for them than they were. Sure. And you end up using all of your energy, all of your resources, and you have nothing left for the other people that need you too. 
And so you learn over time how to defer some of your energy, your time, your resources to the people that need it most and saying no to the people that you don't think are going to work for you. And I have clients that I've fired mm -hmm. and you know clients that I can tell right away, I'm like, mm, I don't think they're going to work. I can already tell some of the signs and I need to get personally better about that right. um, in terms of telling people we're not going to be a good fit. Um, but yeah, to, to get back to your original question, that's going to happen. You need to go through it. You need to learn from it and, and take ownership and take self-responsibility for mm -hmm. those type of things because it's only going to make you better. Yeah, absolutely. And we were at the Arnold recently. I talked to Lane Norton about his failed supplement line, right? Yeah. And I said, you know, with every failure comes success. It's the same thing here too, right? You're oh, going to yeah. have failed clients, but you're going to learn. Maybe you approach that client incorrectly the first time because you're new to this new to the industry uh the advent of the internet social media it's changed the way that oh, you approach yeah. your business model for two things i think one everybody now is an expert you can use instagram <laughs> you can take a video you can say this is how you're supposed to appropriately do a front squat and mm. it's completely wrong whatever it might be as much as it challenges your in-person coaching and your in-person skill set that you have i think it's also in your case you've embraced it and online yeah. is sort of like where people are getting most of their information today and, yeah. and, and signing up for different programs. Like how have you embraced the online world into your own profession? You know, it's, it's been difficult. I, the online, this, you know, world side of the sector here, the, the advent of social media becoming really popular has given me a, what, what is now 50% of my business, mm -hmm. which is great. Um, initially I was pretty jaded with it. Um, uh, it was it was tough for me because you see so much and there still is so much misinformation for sure hundred percent not only because selfishly I want to be bigger want more business but also because it's negatively affecting people and they're just trying to make money off of it whether it's knowingly or if there's a form of ignorance mm -hmm. which both are the case usually um, but the, the fact of the matter is, is as, as a professional that's continually learning and like I said I'm, I don't know everything in the world uh, but I know a hell of a lot, and uh, I know enough to help people positively, and I always qualify myself. I won't put out stuff that I don't feel more than confident is correct and going to help people. Um, so what I've learned over the years is I can't do anything about the misinformation that's out there other than to put out good quality information. And it's up to the consumer of that information to do their homework. Right. And if, if they are strictly somebody who's had transformations with people and look good, mm, that's not enough. Right. That's not enough. And, and people buy into it too often. So there's a, there is a responsibility placed on the people who consume this to have a little bit of common sense and to look for people with credentials, look for people who can, I've said this in other podcasts before, who can articulate themselves about the science, about everything, and interview people. Like if you have a coach or if you're someone you want to learn from, talk to them right you know if they're not willing to talk to you about something they're probably not worth your time or your money anyways sure um, but yeah it, it really comes down to uh, on my end I just got to be someone who's really steadfast and putting out good quality information that's going to positively impact people yeah and telling people who are consumers just be smarter about it yeah 100% you know and we'll take your YouTube channel here as well. So for you guys watching on YouTube, you can go ahead and subscribe to his YouTube channel. Puts out great videos. Obviously on Instagram, puts out great content too. Yeah. Not to bring up Lane Norton again, but he said something at the Arnold that actually resonated really well with me. He goes, would you rather go to, if you have a cavity, would you rather go get that cavity fixed from yeah. somebody with pearly white teeth with no 
education in dental, or would you rather go to a dentist with a master's degree or a doctorate degree that's had three or four cavities in their life? Yeah, I love that. I heard, I, I listened to that, I saw that, um, and heard his analogy. That's perfect. That's absolutely perfect. And it's tough for people, and I get it, because oftentimes, and I've even had clients that who are competitive clients leave me for uh, more popular teams or popular people. And I get it, because people want to be a part of that. They want to feel like they belong. They want to feel like they're part of something that's popular or bigger. And I get it. Mm -hmm. But you have to understand that you're doing that knowingly. And if you're just going to, to, to get information, consume information, and to pay people because they look good and they're popular, you're probably not, you're not going to get their best results. Right. And that's, that's just the way it is. If you're okay with that, then fine. But I'd rather not be you know, ignorant with that yeah. kind of stuff. And I think that most people would be too, but they just have to take a more objective view um, and really think about what they're doing. You know, it's interesting too, we've talked about discounting your services. That You, you see some of these social media ads with like 50% off one day only. Um, yeah. And then you have some people who have like 200 online clients. We know just from our bandwidth, personal bandwidth, yeah. there's no, no fucking possible way that you could give personal attention to 200 clients on an online basis. So they're oh, getting man. cookie cutter yeah. programs, cookie cutter nutrition plans. And we offer cookie cutter stuff at FI, but we don't charge people for it. Like if you yeah. want some great, great ideas, like we have that. What is like, what do you think is your maximum bandwidth as a person to be able to take on that online world and actually be able to give personal context and relationships with each of your clients? So I'll tell you right now, I'm at um, about 30 to 35 hours in person here in PT and I have 40, 41 online clients right now, um, which I have checking on the weekends. Mm -hmm. On Fridays and I, I work on their stuff for the weekend. And I'll tell you that I'm, I'm at nearing capacity. And um, I have to kind of give and take with what I do with my schedule just to make that happen. But if we're talking about numbers, now if I spend about 30 minutes, think about this, if I spend 30 minutes right. on a client um, within a given week's time, most of it's for a check-in, times 40, that's a lot of time. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I'm messaging, and if it's a good coach, it's someone that you have some level of communication with throughout the week at all times. Yep. You know, and not necessarily that you're at a beck and call, but it's a lot of time investment. So, you know, if I had no clients here, I could do up to about 100 and actually be good at it. I'd say I'd be tapped out. But these, these people that have upwards of 152 or two or more, you're either one, getting a coach on their team. Sure. You're not getting them or you're, you're not getting quality um, coaching. And that's not to say there aren't good coaches out there that have that many, but they'd be lying if they told you they were able to give a really nuanced, in-depth um, coaching experience for all those right. people. It's just not gonna, it's not practical. And, and it also goes to discounting your services. I can tell you right now, that if someone's discounting their services, it's one, because they don't have enough business, or two, that the service that they give is not high enough quality. Right. Because uh, there's no way I can, I just can't, because if, what, if I start giving discounts, the people that actually pay full price, or anybody that pays anything for me, they're not gonna get all of me, and that's not fair. Right. You know, it's when people ask me for discounts all the time, I'm like, well, you understand I have all these people paying full price and giving me this attention. You want me to give you the same? Mm -hmm. You know, and you spoke to having like stock programs. And I think it's important to have things that are, are stock programs or general recommendations, whether it's diet and exercise for people that just, they aren't, they, it's not feasible financially. Yeah. And well, as long as they understand it's not, it's not specific to them, but it's something that's probably better than they be doing. Mm -hmm. 
you, you have to have that as a yeah. product or a service. You have to. Absolutely. And, and for yourself, like you have a program called Reinventing Your Wheels, mm -hmm. which is a lower body workout, which we'll talk about the ass here in a little bit. But yeah. like, uh, that's available on your website, right? Is it bsigfitness.com? Bsigfit.com. Bsigfit.com. We'll, we'll put that in the description here below so you guys can get that. It's a great program. Actually, I just downloaded it as well just to mm -hmm. kind of see like what this guy does because uh, you get mesmerized from across the gym. It's like, how is somebody's ass that big? Like, you actually start to question, like, <laughs> are those glute implants? Um, but they're not. <laughs> so uh, we talk right. about like the online world being a um, you know a, a bag of mixed emotions, mixed information, right? But like, but I'm saying like we we talked earlier about seeing a therapist for food disorders or anxiety. Yeah. Social media does not help that, right? No. Uh, it gives people a platform to put themselves out there and be vulnerable, but it also gives people a platform to voice their opinion, right or wrong, yeah, in a negative light. Mm -hmm. For you. Personally, have you dealt with negative feedback on social media? Oh, all the time. You know, my biggest thing is, you know, I'm a straight male who really likes females. Um, and <laughs> Let's put this emphasis now. Yeah, Loves really likes it. I mean, I have no problem with anyone's sexual orientation, gender, whatever it is these days. I have no problem with that. I, I really sincerely don't. Um, what I get a lot of feedback is, is homosexual men who, and this is not to my own, own horn, but they're more oftentimes upset that I'm straight and they mm -hmm. want to, like, I don't know if that's not necessarily the case. I shouldn't say that. But basically, I get a lot of me too type of stuff, yeah. if you will. Um, you get sexually harassed a lot. Sure. Um, that's most of what I get. Um, granted, you know, with our society, I don't know how they look at that when a, uh, with a male being sexually harassed, if that has any merit compared to a female, because right. it doesn't really seem like it does. Um, but that's most of what I get. Um, negative feedback in terms of people thinking that I want attention, mm -hmm. you know, from my butt. And like, you know, the thing is, is sure, yeah, it's, it's one of my attributes, but you know, here's the thing with the, and you know this, the way social media works now, if people think that my glutes, which they're fantastic, they're right? They're fantastic, <laughs> absolutely fantastic. Is my best attribute and skill as a human being, they're wrong. Right. You know, my skill as a coach trumps any asset that I have otherwise. It's, it's from the yeah. shoulders up is what your skill and your, your, yes. your and But the problem is that doesn't sell. Right. And I'll be damned if I'm not going to take something that sells and mm -hmm. use it as a form of engagement to get to get people to my actual quality content. Right. And I'm not going to be ashamed of that. I think it's stupid not to leverage that because, you know, if people want to just look at it, fine, do whatever. That That's totally fine with me. But I have a lot of content that could really have a positive impact on people, and that doesn't sell. Yeah. But the people, so the, the people, you know, like let's say Instagram, for instance, um, now, with, what is it, in the first 30 minutes, you only get 7% of your followers to yourself, or whatever that metric is. They're, not, they're never going to see it, right. unless it gets enough traction and attention. So I or utilize boost, it. Right? Yeah. yeah, and so I utilize and leverage what I have to get traffic to my page and engagement so that people can actually see the stuff that's going to help people. And that's what I love. I love everything that goes into learning and teaching a healthy lifestyle, looking better, feeling better, performing better. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of the content that I produce. And I splash in a little bit of glute video every once in a while to get traction and, and uh, engagement with my page. I think that's what's different about you, and we're gonna talk like the female side of this thing in a second too, Rick. Yes, you use some of your, your, your sex cells, right? So you put your ass out there. But then yeah. you also put videos out there, some really good educational content yeah. videos on diet, on exercise science, and which is where you're gonna get your, your quality engagement in which people might actually sign up for some of the stuff that Mm -hmm. you have to offer versus the glute pick. But now women sometimes, and this is not um, 
not a bad thing per se, but a lot of women sometimes will post scandal pictures, scandal mm-hmm. dress pictures on, on social, and then they seem shocked when men comment on it for certain yeah. things. It's like, what do you expect? And we talked to Ashley Horner about this, and she said, like, I have some pictures out there that I'm not proud of, but as a woman, like, you should be powerful, like, you should be sexy, but at the same yeah. time, you don't need to be, like, half nude on Insta. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you have clients that you train, uh, bikini gals or bodybuilding gals and stuff that yeah. do that, which for them, it might be a different case, like, motivating themselves because they get a chance to see themselves. But women who... Men too. Let's just not just yeah, say yeah, women. Women, men who just constantly put out sexual content, mm. not providing anything of substance, and then try to be an influencer in the space. How does that? How does that sit with you? Well, here's the thing: is 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 I understand that people need, and yeah, would I be I'd be lying to tell you if I didn't if getting comments off of a of a good asset that I have um, doesn't make me feel good. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I'm a human being. That makes total sense. Um, but that's not my, my total value. And the problem is, is, is a lot of these people, I think that this form of what I would call social currency, getting more followers and mm-hmm. more likes is a sense of validation. You really have to look at yourself and say, what am I doing this for? What I do is I get engagement because I sell a service. It's my business. Right. And so I get traffic to my page because I sell a service and give out actual good quality information. Yep. Um, if you're doing it for other reasons, I understand. Here's the main caveat. If you get engagement and you're trying to sell something that you don't have a skill set in, that you don't, if you're not practicing with integrity, then I have a problem with it. Which is a big majority yeah. of the social media influencers yes. in this world. Yeah. Like from the supplement side, because that's kind of where I do a lot of my yes. stuff, right? Like a chick or a guy will post with a pre-workout that's underdose, yeah. that's garbage, and it, right? And most people are liking that picture because that person looks good. They don't give a yeah. shit about the supplement. And for the fitness world, like you have guys like Devin Physique and some of these other guys out there who have done some things in the past that aren't so <laughs> agreeable. And I don't care if that bothers him. But the thing is like that happens quite a bit to your point. Yeah. Like I look this way, so you should sign up for me. But the comments that you get from some of the people is like, well, here's what I do. Well, here's what I do might not work for Jane Smith, right? So I think like with yeah. you, you take that personal approach with every client, which I think is yeah. great. You get to know them, you ask the right questions, and then you develop and create a program designed specifically tailored to their needs. Yeah. Um, is, is that your plan moving forward in terms of like, as we move into more of this online world, do you, you always want to keep that type of connection? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think, and this kind of goes back to those, you know, people that are they're, they're showing off their body without any credentials or actual integrity of what they do. Um, and and the, some of this is ignorance, right? Yeah. And that's just the case. They might think they know what they're doing, but I'll tell you right now, with the level of education and experience I have, I oftentimes, as you continue to learn, this is kind of a phenomenon that happens, they'll go, man, I don't know anything. Yeah. And I look at people in my space that, are they don't have a like they won't even understand the things I'm learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so many people that are immensely smarter than me, mentors to me, that I look to them like, man, how am I ever going to get there, right? But this goes back to being a consumer of this stuff. I have no problem with people following like bigger, bigger number, bigger following, popular good-looking people as a form of inspiration, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't necessarily think that whatever product they sell has anything to do with how they look or is going to help you. Yeah, exactly. Because that's not, that's, that's not the case more often than not. Yeah. Um, look to the people that 
like I've said before, can articulate themselves. I think that there is an aspect of someone who's who's giving health and fitness information that should be healthy and fit. Oh, I don't think they have to be perfect. I think that has to be an aspect of their life. But articulate, they live the lifestyle, they have worked with people, have experience, they have credentials. People that consume this stuff have to be um, have to be smarter, have to do their research, because when it comes down to it, people that don't have integrity are going to take advantage of people. Absolutely. It comes down to self-responsibility. Yeah, bad on them to do that, but as a consumer, you still kind of yeah, look no. out for yourself. You know, you train the everyday person coming mm -hmm. off the street who just wants to lose 10 pounds to look good, maybe to fit into a wedding dress or mm -hmm. just to feel better. They have high blood pressure, etc. You also train competitive athletes in terms of competitors in bodybuilding world. Mm -hmm. Do you have a preference? I like a mix of both. Okay. Um, the main thing that I've seen in the history that I've had with coaching and dealing with people is that there is this kind of false sense of lack of success with competitors because my competitors are the most aesthetically and physically um, crazy, intense people. They look the best. They achieve the best results. They have the best physiques, but they're the ones that have the hardest time mentally with feeling like they failed. Sure. You know, I get somebody that comes in and let's say you take two people, same, well, same person. One's competing, one's not. They both want to achieve the same thing. Lose body fat, gain muscle, look better. They both achieve the same result, but one's competing and one's not. Mm -hmm. The one who's not competing sees the physical change they have and they love it. The one who's competing gets third place and they're upset, dissatisfied, they're sad about what happened and they feel like they, they didn't accomplish anything. Right. And, and really it's a subjective view of a judge against people that you had no control of showing up. And so it's tough because as a coach, you know, we talked about meaningful relationships with your clients, putting time into it. You, you, you actually gain a relationship and you care about how this person feels and their success. And so it's very tough to go through that roller coaster with, with physique athletes because there's not one physique athlete that I haven't had some level of success with and changing their body in a, in a positive way. But almost every single physique athlete that I've worked with, there's a time in their prep or their timeline where they're upset or dissatisfied or feel bad about their body. And that's hard to go along with. Um, so a good mix because I do like the, the competitive atmosphere and going to shows. Um, I do like that. Um, but if I have too much of it, it just wears you down mentally, emotionally.
All right, weekly meeting. Making a swap. We're listening. What is it, a sample? Air Max Day is about to be lit. Dropping some new dope flavors. Ricky! It's a little drumstick. So the ghost vegan pancake batter. How'd you get 10K? <laughs> So this is it. The new flavor is in production as we speak. We've been hyped about this for months and the time is finally here. So let's go check it out. In here. This is it. Galaxy Burst. This flavor has a burst of candy with a hint of tart, giving your taste buds begging for more. It's fruity and creamy, yet sweet and tangy. After months of testing and formulations, this galactic flavor is sure to take over the galaxy. Now let's give it a try. So good. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, time to go. So you've actually coached people here locally, uh, and you have plenty of people who have the, the basic fitness, like the actual gear in the gym. How many, how many people have you, A, coached competitively to step on stage? And out of that, like, because this explains how hard it is to really coach a champion yeah. in this. And like, so out of all the people that you've coached competitively, like, what's that number, and like, what percentage of them actually gone on to take first place? Oh, uh, I can't even, I don't even, can't even put a number on me who I've coached to compete in shows, but only a handful that, I've had of, as overall champions in class wins. You know, like I said before, it's it's because you know it's a subjective sport, mm -hmm. and you never can control who shows up. Right. I mean, you have to be the best in their eyes. Right. You know, which is very difficult, especially like I said, in, in when you're dealing with being a national level competitor or amateur or a pro, you're dealing with the 99.99 percentile yeah. of human beings in the world, and so you're going to look like that. But it's that very small nuance that you might not, they might have on you. And, and sometimes you, it, because it is biased and it is subjective, you may think in, in a lot of people's eyes you won and you don't. And so it's very difficult for people to, to actually win, especially when a pro card, nonetheless, but to win a show. So then the big question, the controversial question is, Mark Lohbrunner has called the sport a beauty pageant. Like he's on record saying that yeah. pro bodybuilding is a beauty pageant. He's stepped on stage before, you stepped on stage before. You said the word subjective yeah. several times. The definition of a sport is there's like a clear-cut winner and a clear-cut yeah. loser based on like an athletic competition in which there's yeah. really no subjectivity involved. So is bodybuilding an actual sport or is it what Mark would call a beauty pageant? <laughs> I think this is not as dichotomous as people make it, whether it's either or. Um, because saying it's a beauty pageant does a major disservice to the amount of, the amount of energy and work. Because let's, let's face it, in terms of, if you look at what a football player has to do, any, any like athlete in a, in a sport that's very objective, um, what a bodybuilder, a true bodybuilder, has to do from a diet, exercise, entire life standpoint, standpoint it's much more rigorous mm -hmm. so the amount of work that they put into it every single day all day to say that it's a beauty pageant where others are athletes and they're not an athlete it does a major disservice to people that do that but at the same point yeah it's not it's not technically a sport so it gets into a matter of semantics at that sure. point so it's like it doesn't really matter 
you know, I think people that say it's a beauty pageant are probably a bit jaded in some aspect, and that's why they call it that. Mm -hmm. um, which is funny, because coming from him, he's had, he won his pro card, too, and he's yeah. still, you know, which is, which is funny, but I think you're right on with that. Do you miss it, yourself, competing? Um, you know, a little bit. I've never really liked the show part of it. I love the, like, the prep, which seems like backwards, yeah, right? right? It seems as backwards, but um, I love, like, the actual diet, exercise, prepping for it, the grind, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. day in, day out, and all the regimen with it. I love that part of it. Getting up and getting tanned, and, and I, I absolutely hate posing. Um, I've never really liked that. But there are aspects that I, I miss about it, you know? I mean, just the show day weekend and things of that uh, nature are, are fun to me, um, mainly because I haven't been in it as much, you know, as of recent. Um, but I do, I do miss it a bit, yeah. Do you think you'll do another one? Um, my major hurdle now is orthopedic stuff, just being injured, you know, recovering, yeah, right, <laughs> it, it adds up, but you know, having basically a bionic shoulder, um, hips, knees, elbows, I can work around it, but here's the, here's the thing, is my mindset always as a competitor was the next time I step on stage, I'm going to be my best version of myself. And if I don't feel like I can be better than I was before I'm injured, it doesn't really make sense for me to compete in my mind right now. Mm -hmm. um, I can't ever, you know, count out the, the idea of competing again, for sure, um, because it's something that drives me, doing a prep and pushing myself and being a part of that uh, atmosphere, I can't, I can't rule it out. But at the time being, I'm, I'm just helping other people. I'm, I don't want to say I'm retired because I never was. A, <laughs> it sounds stupid to say I'm retired. <laughs> Um, but it doesn't really drive me now. I'd rather do photo shoots and just look really good all the time. All right, let's talk about your ass yeah. set. Since we'll end on that. Um, Brett Contreras is a big mentor of yours. You actually yeah. went out to the glute lab in San Diego, trained with him before. Um, he's, he's known as the glute, what's his? The glute guy. The yeah. glute guy. You've been trying to coin this glute dude thing now, which I think fits. <laughs> and we're gonna show a picture uh, of, of you probably in like your little spandex shorts at like an yeah. LA Fitness doing hyper extensions or something here. Um, but it's, it's very impressive because you, I, I, don't, I, don't understand, I, I don't think people understand like maybe why it's so big and one thing too that you could talk, you mentioned before is injuries. You had an upper body injury that you had a pec injury, a pec tear, which kind of forced you to more focus on lower body workouts. Yeah. Is that really the moment in your life where you, like, you fell in love with lower body more so than you ever did before? Or is it kind of like forced upon you to where you saw these changes that you started to embrace them? Yeah, I mean, being a track athlete and really focusing on being lower body explosively strong um, and developing my lower half, um, I kind of fell in love with it then, to be honest. And so it was just wasn't as much of a, it didn't hit me as hard when I, I, I was injured. I just had to do it more and I loved it anyways. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I got into it. And the thing about it is, is, you know, I might have a, a better ass than Brett. Record. <laughs> I always get people saying that, but here's the thing is, Brett is immensely intelligent and not just in glute stuff. Um, I mean, he's obviously the foremost um, educator, um, you know, mind in terms of training your lumbar pelvic hip, training your mm -hmm. glutes. Um, but, you know, I'm also not going to discredit myself for it. The reason I have a butt is because I, I've put a lot of time and work into training my lower body. And I absolutely know how to make those muscles grow. I'm very, very skilled at that and, and technically sound and a good trainer. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to do myself a disservice and say I'm not, you know, to his level or I'm not a good trainer because I, right. I, can, I can do all those things. But 
Brett is the glute guy. He's literally got like fucking 45, 46 published studies. And so that's his deal. That's who he is. He's the guy there. Um, but I'm just, I'd say I'm the poster child for it. Sure. So. <laughs> I mean, it's impressive. That, it, yeah. I mean, you went out there, and he, I think he, when he saw it in person, was very impressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facial expressions. Totally showing. Ladies, which yeah. is cool with me. It's super, <laughs> super cool. Um, do you have any aspirations in this industry that you have yet to accomplish that you want to do? Yeah, yeah. My main goal as, as uh, someone in this industry is to become an educator. You know, I absolutely love, and I've hit on this so many times, I love learning about this stuff. I'm so passionate about it. And part of learning is teaching. And so eventually, I, I always want to do what I do now in some capacity, but be an educator for those who do what I do now to better do it. And to have a positive impact on the industry as a whole, putting out good information and affecting educators. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, my bandwidth of what I can actually do is only so large now, but if I can help others that do what I do to be a positive, actual informative, um, influencer, educator in the industry, that's where I want to be and that's where I see myself. We have a platform to do it. Obviously, social media, the internet allows you to reach so many people so quickly. Um, and, and you guys, again, will take his Instagram handle here. Uh, he's got the Reinventing Your Wheels, the first one. He also has 2.0 as well, which is a small fee associated with that, but it's definitely worth it. Yep. Uh, he, he definitely will take on more online clients with his bandwidth. Very well-respected trainer, does a really good job. I can personally vote for this guy. Brother? Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Love Thanks it. Thanks for having me on. I love it. the one and only Adam Besick. Make sure you follow him on Instagram. It's at BeSickFit. You're going to get a whole bunch of content, good information on there. You're going to get a lot of booty pics, too. So if you're a girl and you're into that, or a man, you know, the, he talked about it on the podcast. So uh, I hope it was educational. I hope you guys were informed from some of the stuff that Adam uh, had spoken. Adam's actually designed some programs for Fitness Informant in the past and has written some content. So I definitely appreciate his support at Fitness Informant. I appreciate him as a person, as a friend. I think he's very intelligent. And uh, for me, if I ever decide to get on stage, which there's no, uh, there, there's no really itch to do that at this point, but if I decide to get on stage, Adam would be my coach, and uh, I would not walk away without a first, place, a first place trophy. That is a fact. Next week, we got Matt Jansen on the podcast. If you don't know who that is, you will. Matt Jansen was actually the coach for Dallas McCarver when Dallas McCarver passed away. When Dallas McCarver was making strides in the bodybuilding world, Matt Jansen was the guy that was behind him pushing him, writing programs. Matt Jansen also took five people to the Olympia last year that competed at the Olympia. This year, he's trying to beat that. So Matt Jansen is one of the most well-respected trainers in this sport. Yes, I realize there are some people who think he's polarizing, so you might love him, hate him, whatever. But Matt was really good, and Matt is going to be a great, great chap. Uh, and he's going to bring a lot of education in terms of periodization and hypertrophy and different training methods and methodologies that we're going to talk about here next week on the podcast, in addition to what we heard here from Adam today. So for us, again, if this is the first time listening to the podcast, go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review. It helps out the algorithm of the podcast. Make sure you're following us on all of our social media channels. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, and Twitter. Fitnessinformant.com is the official website. There's a deals page there with a bunch of awesome deals and coupon codes to save you a few dollars. A bunch of new reviews being posted weekly, new articles being posted daily. Until next time, everybody, be loose, be informed, and live fit.